ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. We've all been to the party or tailgate with that person. You know, the one who makes everything about politics. Or there's that relative, the one you blocked on Facebook because you'd prefer to opt out of toxic conversations. I'm Sarah Stewart-Holland. And I'm Beth Silvers. We host Pantsuit Politics, where we take a different approach to the news. On Pantsy Politics, we opt out of the shouting and scorekeeping while still recognizing that elections matter. We're here to look at the headlines as citizens. We pay attention to politics, but also keep it in perspective. Pantsy Politics was named one of Apple's best podcasts of 2021 and GMA3's podcast of the month. Take a different approach to the news with us in 2023. Pantsy Politics releases new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Listen on the ACAST app and wherever you get your podcast. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, November 26, 2021, and it's the Black Friday edition of the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, standing in a line at a Coles that goes around the block. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. From Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Got to get that Got to get that new merch this year. What's the hot gift, everyone? What's uh, Air fryers? Air fryers all the way around. I'm waiting in line for the discount. That's right. Coles is handing out free Santa hats if you get there before 5 a.m., so that's where I am. Uh, from, <laughs> from East Texas, sitting in for Jamie Ivey once again this week, our associate editor, uh, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Hey, and from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. All right, look, we need to go ahead and get something straight real quick. Does this? We got to get this out the way, and I know it's some smart minds on here that read a lot more history than me. I need y'all to explain to me why we call this Black Friday. It's because where, well, it, I think I think it's because where businesses can get their margins back hey, look, into I'm the fly, black. I'm five minutes away from calling uh, Jesse Jackson. Al Sharpton and the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, Sean King for us to go ahead (laughs) and figure this situation out. Look, I'm not not the one to speak. Look, this is not me defending the name, but my understanding, and I could be wrong, that it was the last, it was the weekend where businesses that were in the red could get their margins in the black by getting sales up. I think that was it, but I could be. If they had a big good sales day the day after thanksgiving it saved their whole year yeah. so, the red to so the black. you're telling me the conspiracy theory uh memes that my mom has been sending me on facebook <laughs> about black friday being about uh taking money from black people or black friday being about oh the gosh. black plague or black friday being about the occult you mean tell me all those facebook memes are wrong I Most mean, Facebook I'm not, memes I, are wrong. So, listen. The- <laughs> listen, I'm just trying to twist my white friends in the pretzel listen. to see how uncomfortable I can make the beginning I of mean, the show, and I think per- it's working. You're doing a great job. It's pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> Derek is pretty uncomfortable because listen, listen. I don't know. I I I'm I'm just perpetuating what I've heard. I'm not saying that's the truth. I don't know. Uh, you know. So maybe maybe the Facebook Jesse, memes are you, correct. What you said is the truth, despite what you're. Your crazy Listen. aunt put on Facebook. <laughs> that is the actual origin of the so term. So it's not Friday. has nothing it's to do with the term. cult using black magic to make people want to get <laughs> uh, vaccines and and all of that. That has nothing to do with that. I mean, well, last time I, I checked, no. Uh, Emily, Emily, <laughs> you're smarter now. than everybody on now. this pod right now. I need you to explain <laughs> to us what's going on here, because I get a lot of Facebook memes every every year about this. So I did Google it, and based on Wikipedia, which I don't know where that lands on your it's credible by sources, the leftist uh, 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 demi organs uh-huh. or whatever they call them. Oh. Interesting. Uh, This says the earliest evidence of the phrase Black Friday originated in Philadelphia, dating back to 1961, Mm. where it was used by police to describe the heavy pedestrian and vehicular traffic that would occur on the day after Thanksgiving. What? That doesn't make any sense. sense. That's not me. That's Wikipedia. I I will say this. Wikipedia could be a kid living in his mom's basement. I do feel like this. If I know one thing about the occultists and uh, proprietors of 
Black Magic Resources is they're opportunist and they see a holiday called Black Friday. Like, hey, why don't we just jump on and make this a big Black Magic thing? I, I do know this there too. I don't know if you guys heard this, but there's a there's a White Friday and it's just a really lame version of the movie Friday. That's not funny at all. Like, <laughs> oh, so it's like Friends, like how they deal with living single. Oh, okay. White Friday is basically Friends. <laughs> Oh, we spicy today, baby. We spicy. Dude, Friday, by the way, Friday. I don't know when's the last time y'all watched Friday. That movie still holds up. It's that legendary. Movie's... Y'all, I went deeper than Wikipedia just now uh, while y'all oh, were talking okay. about Friday and you Friends. You went on TikTok? Okay, no, no. I'm, I went from- He's on the Facebook page. I went from page. Wikipedia to history.com to Britannica.com. Oh, Encyclopedia. Okay, okay, okay. This the real deal. It's believed by many- this is a quote that the term Black Friday derives from the concept that businesses operate at a financial loss or in the red until the day after Thanksgiving when massive sales finally allow them to turn profit or put them in the black. Okay. However, this is mm-hmm. untrue. A more accurate explanation of the term dates back to the early 1960s when police officers in Philadelphia began using the phrase Black Friday to describe the chaos that resulted when large numbers of suburban tourists came into the city to begin their holiday shopping and in some years attend Saturday's annual Army-Navy football game. The huge crowds created a headache for the police who worked longer shifts than usual as they dealt with traffic jams, accidents, shoplifting, and other issues. Within a few years, the term Black Friday had taken root not only in Philly, uh, or had taken root in Philly, city merchants attempted to put a prettier face on the day by calling it Big Friday, but uh-huh. Black Friday it was. Police named it, and it spread. So there you Look, go. The police, was, they were sick so of to it. to sum up, <laughs> I was right. Emily, I told you, you're the smartest person on the pod. Like, I'll I don't take know. it, Derek. Yeah, you're it's the smartest person on the pod. because last year, I saw a witch's coven camping out outside of Best Buy for a deal on a flat screen. <laughs> So you tell me what's happening are, out are here. Are you telling me I'm not gonna? Are you telling me that nobody, nobody is sacrificing the goat this Friday yeah. for no. these good deals? You're telling no. me that we don't have to do none of that. But it's if just, you go down th- this uh, Friday, if you go down today, Black Friday, to the Galleria Mall in Dallas, Texas, JFK Jr. is going to yeah. be there giving away Whoa. doorbuster deals. Uh, yeah. I, well, I, it's weird that the Apple, I, I, you know, I don't know what to say because it, I did think it was weird that Apple, for everyone who waited in line this year for the new AirPods, was also giving them a Ouija board. Yeah. So I don't know about the whole witchcraft thing. <laughs> And the black magic. I just don't know. It is some weird coincidences. <laughs> why, why would they traffic jams and stuff from tourists coming in to do shopping? Why would the police call it Black Friday? That make yeah, any why sense. don't they call it Busy Friday? You know what yeah, I mean? Like Friday. Headache Friday. Yeah, because yeah. the police was sick of it. I could just imagine two police just sitting there and they just like, this don't make no sense. It's the worst day of the year. <laughs> you know, because they, they, they want to eat the leftover turkey too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but instead, they got to stop uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid from fighting each other over a toaster. Oh, it's true. You know what I'm saying? Like that, they they sick of it, so they called it Black Friday. Like I, I ain't even mad at you, man. Shout out to the police for giving us the most morbid name ever yeah. for a day. I, this is a that's a sad name. For real. I'll be honest with you, I ever since I started doing online shopping ten years ago, I haven't been to a Black Friday store event. I mean, I, I, there's I just, no need to. There's no need to. I mean, you can get deals online all weekend. I will say there is something about like the rush of adrenaline you get when you get to like finally go in the store. Because I would go with my aunt and we would wait at places at like 3 a.m. because we were crazy. And like I was the <laughs> first was person. You, in you a, were those people. Absolutely. Right. I was the first person in a Coles one year. And that is something that I am very proud to say. Because it was just so exciting. I think I got like one thing because everyone was grabbing stuff. But one I was also like thing, 14. Though, did you? The question is, have you been to a Walmart Absolutely on not. a Black Friday? That Ooh. joint, Walmart on Black Friday is like the Hunger Games. It's, I, bro, it's, it's wild. Like, <laughs> it's like, I saw somebody hit somebody with a TV. I'm like, Walmart is like you the Super like- Bowl for Black Friday? Because you got to be real serious <laughs> if you're going. Like, if you're just casual Black Friday, do Walmart not go to Walmart. It's already four hours long. I'm not going on Black Friday. Facts. You know? Like Walmart checkout, if you go at 10 p.m., you're waiting there till 1130. I mean, that's just it. it. Dog, so. And you can get that same high sense TV on <laughs> Amazon. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You get it shipped right to your door. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Sam's choice, uh, AV, say, yeah, Sam. The, uh, the deals online is the same, but it's just something about, you know what I'm saying, punching somebody in the face and walking out <laughs> with that toaster, bro. Like, it's just something about it. Like, it's irresistible for me. I feel like, I feel like Black Friday is like hockey. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the one day that people are allowed to fight. Yeah, nobody really <laughs> tripping over it like that. Like, yeah, it's like, well, hockey's just boom. You know what I mean? It's not like you knew what you were doing when you stepped into the ring. You knew you that knew this was that. a possibility. You knew. You was going to jail. You chose this. <laughs> and I and I feel like some parts of the country, you know, further south you go, the more oh, Mad yeah. Max it gets. I oh, mean, yes. you yes. get down in Alabama, their shopping carts have flamethrowers and spikes sticking off the <laughs> spikes side. Spikes like on the side of the window. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a guy strapped in with the electric guitar. Like, it is straight up just desert warfare in post-apocalyptic gas war desert warfare happening in the aisles of walmart to save thirty dollars on uh, a ps5 well, so, somebody got a bang mask hey, on right now ps5 i'm i'm there Man, yeah. i can't yeah I can't ps5 find might be worth it i don't even lie yeah. yeah yeah they put it there you know ps5s are are in stock and they don't say they have two you know it's like oh uh-huh. you know, 400 people show up and, and then one's they- the demo version that you know <laughs> there's yeah. some kids playing you know yeah. it's a problem man i'm trying to tell you the ninja blenders then got some people whooped on black friday boy <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh all right well we have a great show in store for you today joining us is our uh friend lecrae he has a new financial web series that he's doing called protect the bag which is awesome and so he comes on we're going to talk about that black friday you're probably out there spending a little bit too much money you need to listen to this conversation with the gray about maybe be a little smarter with your finances uh we also have your feedback man you guys melted twitter to the core with your feedback man anytime if we ask a thoughtful question about engaging culture and faith and you know whatever crickets maybe one reply mm-hmm. we ask about food you don't like Mm-hmm. hundreds of replies anyway so you guys are very opinionated about food and that's coming up later as well I, I feel like i feel like this is time to address this i know we got a lot to get to today what's up with bagel bite coming at us like this on twitter <laughs> i want to like i wasn't even aware of this situation why they come at us they didn't come at us in a negative way they took jesse's idea jesse advocated on the podcast last week that bagel bites should be added as a staple for a thanksgiving dinner like, why do we have weird stuff like cranberries? And why not have stuff we all like, like Bagel Bites? Bagel I'd Bites like tweeted read, that. I'd like to read what Bagel Bites tweeted a mere 20 hours ago from this recording. Oh, yeah. You know, okay, if okay. cranberry sauce is a Thanksgiving staple, why can't Bagel Bites be too? Probably already got them in your freezer anyway. Yeah, dude, I just said that, Bagel Bites, like a week ago on this show. So right. you could give some credit where credit is due because I'm the one encouraging America to bring mm-hmm. pizza bagels to your Thanksgiving. No, they no didn't tag. Ta- they, didn't tag you with it. they didn't put like the dash and then your name. Nope. Nothing. No. Uh, see, they hating. Man, look, hey, look, I got the beat, bro. If you're trying to go have bagel bites, bro. Like, look, I am. I go. We'll I go call Wendy's up too. You know, Wendy's be dropping mixtapes left and right. <laughs> so I was like, look, we could drop one. It's It's nothing, bro. I'm with all the smoke. D- Derek, let's do this. Let's hit up. T- let's hit up Frozen Taquito. See if they want to come in on this and, and, and drop a bar. Damn, for we we got it, and we got to hit the legendary Steakums. Yep, Taquito. waffle. We'll get egg waffle in this joint. We'll see who's uh, laughing out. Bagel uh, bites. Hey, look, this American cuisine a, is just oh, this about amazing. to be a new East Coast versus West Coast beef. That's what we're doing. <laughs> it's a problem. Okay, well, before I move the show along, I want to tell you big, you know, the big news the last week or so is that we have our print annual edition, our all new magazine experience. Uh, print annual edition is available for sale now at relevantstore.com. Um, you can save 20% right now because we're pre ordering it. It's going to ship next month. Uh, go do that, save some money. It is 224 pages premium paper, it is thick and big and beautiful. Gorgeous, gorgeous design, and it's perfect for your coffee table. It's all the best long-form content from Relevant throughout the year. All of our A-list celebrities and think pieces and stuff. You don't want to miss it. The Relevant Annual Print Edition is available for sale now at RelevantStore.com. Also, it's Black Friday, so guess what? We are having a sale as well. You can save 25% on all the statement apparel and podcast fan stuff and all that by going over to RelevantStore.com. Check it out. It's all new, full of amazing new stuff. You I think you'll like it a lot. Go check it out. Use a, a promo code, Holiday25, 
get 25% off at relevantstore.com. Okay? All right. Well, stay tuned. Up next, Tyler joins us for Relevant News. Listening to Alfie Templeman, the song is 3D Feelings. Well, today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, it's 2021, which means it's okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside, it makes us sick. And that's why therapy helps. Well, what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you need it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work or stressful holiday things. Whatever you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about and right now, Relevant Podcast listeners can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Relevant. That's BetterHelp.com slash Relevant. Save 10% off your first month. Okay, it's time for... Relevant News. Please welcome to the show, Relevant Senior Editor Tyler Huckabee, telling us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week. Hey, Tyler. Hey, everybody. Welcome to my my haunted the the room of a of a nine year old who was taken by cholera in the during the eighteen hundreds. Where are you? I get- <laughs> at my in laws' house in Cincinnati, Ohio today, and I found a quiet recording place. Which it, it, I know this is kind of a visual slice, but it, it looks like the place where in a horror movie when you walk into, they're like, "Don't go in there." What are, are you out of your mind? And then the it's, doll's it's eyes got, follow you. Yeah, yeah can't, listen. Uh-huh. And there's a couple of things going on. It's a bright light to the right of you. I don't know if it's a window yeah. or a door in the hell. And then <laughs> the portal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it, your your camera is a little wobbly, bro. I ain't gonna even lie. So it's like kind of just slightly. like kind of slightly going phasing mm-hmm. in and out. So and it's the like frame in the background just is like rotating slowly. Yeah. I don't know. Fam, what that's I don't going know what's going on. <laughs> the cat illustration just turned. Yeah, uh, and hey, I hey, promise t- the bed looked like it's rising a little bit. <laughs> Tyler, do you know why it's called Black Friday without looking? Oh man. No, I just know what I'd always assumed, but I don't what, know what do the you actual. Assume? I do not. I assume it's because it, it's a day that's very difficult for like people who work in the retail industry. Like it's very stressful. There's a lot going on. People are the lines out the door all day long, so they're they're mad about it. Uh, so it's uh, no, uh, Tyler. That is absolutely incorrect. It is because the police okay. in Philadelphia don't like traffic. That's why in the early 1960s, police in Philly. Yep, look oh. it up. The police yeah. and Philly. Okay. West right. I, that's news to me. I All have right. no idea. What's going on in the relevant beat this week? Well, it, it is Black Friday. And so I wanted to get into something that we we don't talk about a lot on that on this podcast uh, for, for obvious reasons, because it's usually very boring. But but there is a lot going on right now <laughs> in the economy. Uh, you, if you've if you've turned on the news and you've had on the background, you've probably seen a lot of like lower third chirons about the the inflation and that supply chain that's going on. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot there's a there's a lot of heat and maybe not a lot of light in this conversation. Mm. So I wanted to bring just a little bit of clarity to what we can actually expect over the next few weeks here when it comes to planning your holiday season and what rising inflation rates and the supply chain is going to do for you. Have you guys, do you, if I say this, you guys know that this is a conversation, right? For this sure. is, a, this yes. is a, like on, on the news panels. I mean, all the people I mean, have to have gas a take is on this. double what it was a year ago. Right. Yeah. Everybody's aware of I inflation mean, right I'm, now and I'm, supply I'm chain. I'm spending nothing. I'm spending nothing but crypto coin right now. I'm in my own playground guys. <laughs> so none of this is affecting me at all, but continue, continue. This talking. is a finance episode. Lecrae's coming on later to talk about his right. financial uh, series. And, and now we got economic news for relevant news. We were just talking about black Friday yeah. deals, man. T- Tyler, Tyler, I'll let you continue, but I'm just saying I'm not too worried about any of this news. I've doubled down and bought several uh, uh, NFTs of, of monkeys wearing uh, elaborate streetwear. So I think my portfolio is just fine right now. But yeah. go ahead. Enlighten us. Sheesh. Um, 
Um, so your NFT, your your NFTs are not affected by this. You're right, Jesse. Those are those are yours to keep. Nobody can take those away from you. Smart move. The the but but inflation is going up. This is very this is very real. This is I'm not I'm not here to say that this is like not an actual issue. Inflation is obviously on the rise. You can definitely see that if you're trying to plan your Christmas or Thanksgiving travel plans, that the gasoline's more expensive, flights are a lot more the expensive. The average Thanksgiving meal costs 14% more this year than last year. Wow. Yeah, that's exactly right, Cameron. You got it on, on the nose. 14% I, I more the than news. last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're. I don't. I'm not telling you anything you don't. I'm not telling anybody on this podcast, financial wizards, uh, anything they don't already know. Last year's budget is not going to work for this year's budget mm. in the exact same way. And that's if if you can even find what you're looking for, because as I'm sure you know, the supply chain also a very real thing. Some in demand items in different parts of the country are going to be affected by this. So the sooner you get on that Christmas shopping, the more likely it is. You'll be able to find what you're looking for because it's going to be a little tight for some like for some things that people want. Things like apparel are going to be a little hard to come by. Obviously, tech things like new iPhones, iPads, tech stuff. That's also going to be affected by some of this. So that is a real issue. And it's still a little bit up in the air. We'll have to see kind of how this actually affects the the economy writ large. Um, the, the employment rate has been ticking back up pretty well recently. And given the amount of federal, uh, federal help, federal assistance that people have gotten over the last two years, people have more or less the same amount of money that they did in previous years. We're not really hurting economically, but something called the consumer sentiment index is down. And this just kind of keeps track of how people feel about buying stuff right now. Like, are they, are they in the mood to go out and spend or are they feeling like they shouldn't spend right now? And right now it's pretty low. People are, people are thinking that they're not in a great mood. They're at the, actually the lowest it's been in the last 10 years since uh, 2011. Uh, people are are feeling a little bit grouchy, a little bit scroogey about spending over the holiday season. And that makes a lot of sense. There, there's kind of this competing desire on the one hand. It's been kind of lean for a while now. There's a pandemic going on. People are ready to celebrate and cut loose a little bit. On the other hand, inflation is up and they don't know if the stuff they want is even going to be there. So there's a lot. it's a little bit confusing. We'll have to see what, what ends up happening. Um, although I kind of think, hey, it's a great year for all of us to remember what Christmas is all what is actually about this mm. year. If you since if you actually can't, you just can't Jesus to, juke the economic news. Yeah, yeah. Taking it back to taking it back. I'm not trying to Jesus juke here, but I do think it's been like almost 200 years since the Christmas Carol came out, and Ebenezer Scrooge taught us the lesson about it's not about what's in your bank account; it's about what's in your heart that really matters at the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And it's a lesson we're still kind of trying to learn in some ways. So don't he, he I also, wouldn't let inflation. He also taught it's, us it's, that it's, it's common to be haunted by ghosts of your past present and future uh-huh. so i don't know if we can that's take it all as so that's more of a black friday <laughs> that doesn't happen based to you on all. some spells that were cast in the best buy parking lot for my right. well, that's why i'm in the haunted room i'm hoping to really live up the true spirit of christmas by being visited by three ghosts i've actually been visited by 25 so far the bible today. calls those demons First yeah, of all. well, yeah. Beggars can't be choosers when it comes to supernatural. <laughs> I think you learn the true spirit of Christmas. It, 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 it is interesting how, like, the Daily, the New York Times podcast, did a, a really good recent episode on the state of the economy. I think it aired last week. If anyone's looking to, to get, for a little 20 minute, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, look at it. But when you look at, like, Unemployment. I mean, there are a lot of job opportunities out there. I mean, there's actually a surplus of of job opportunities versus people who are able to fill them. There are other kind of key economic indicators that show like, hey, things actually might be setting up pretty good. Like we are looking at... you know, some some inflation, but a lot of people are are pretty optimistic that this is going to be temporary. You know, they just opened up uh, natural gas and, and gas reserves to, t- to drive down the global price of gas. They, you know, are trying to work through these bottlenecks in the supply chain. And it does seem like things are trending in the right direction. But to your point, Tyler, you know, numbers are really, you know, only kind of tell part of the story because if consumer confidence is low, in other words, people don't feel great about spending, right. then just the feeling, just a gut feeling can drive down the economy often more than right. than other factors. I mean, yeah, it, you know, as of the, you know, when we recorded this earlier this week, the Biden administration announced that they're going to keep the same head of the Federal Reserve that was appointed under the last administration for the sake of economic stability and low interest rates. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that's pointing in the direction of, hey, things might actually be looking up. But if people don't believe it, 
mm-hmm. or feel it, then it, it's it's tough to kind of get the the gears turning again. That's where, it's, that's where it gets really surprising about like sort of the 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 understood or implied rules of the economic system as we have it here and uh and how little anybody actually knows about what it's going to take to make a really robust economy or a faltering economy or what we have more likely and more often sort of these little ups and downs and roller coasters that that can create a lot of heat for talk show panels and and late night hosts and even podcasts like this one but uh but often don't have that much real that many real world implications for our day-to-day lives as consumers at least not as much as we tend to think they do based on how much attention they get in the media I know I've spent a lot less this year. I mean, not because oh, sure. of fear, but just like, you know what? <laughs> you know, like when everything is flying along just fine and, you know, business is normal and everything's normal, I am looser with my spending because it's like, sure. I know there's a pipeline of revenue coming down there if we just keep keep on keeping on. But like, you know, with the uncertainty kind of, you don't know what's around the corner. And so it's like, I've been a little smarter. Again, the timeliness of this, guest and this conversation is interesting because it's like this is where i'm at too is like i'm just thinking about like well maybe i should invest that instead of spending that maybe i should diversify mm-hmm. this instead of having all my eggs in that basket and i've been really thinking about that this year and taking steps to kind of get my financial house and more in order and again it's not out of fear but it's just like the the wackiness of the economic system is like eh, yeah maybe i need to like be wise here so I feel like also people's maybe like priorities and what they're buying has shifted. Cause like, Mm. like you were saying before, like, you know, life's just going on. You just buy things as you want them. Well now, like thinking about the big purchases I've made recently, all of them have to do with like trips that I'm taking. Cause I'd rather Mm -hmm. put my money towards something that I can experience than just Mm. like Mm -hmm. a piece of clothing that I'll wear a couple of times, you know? So I think like even our values have shifted because everything has changed because of the pandemic. So I think people are, not spending things just for the sake of spending it, but are being intentional with like, does this actually bring me joy? Like, does this bring me um, something more than just an object in my house? Right. You know? Yeah. I saw a commercial uh, from Expedia and they said, uh, they, they were like, why not go to the place instead of, you know, care about the picture on the screen? You know what I mean? So it just seems like people are traveling Mm -hmm. more in that sense. But yeah, I mean, between the supply chain stuff, I know it myself. We are still in a pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, and there's not a lot of moving around for myself. Yo, we may not get the kids may not get 30 gifts a piece this time. They might get right. 10 right. and yeah. it might just be 10 gifts that I know they're going to care about as opposed right. to, you know, we just flippantly just throwing money like it's popping out here, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And, and and obviously a lot of people are you know I don't want to discount people who've who've really kind of struggled financially in the last couple of years, but I do think there's probably some good course correction just from a consumption standpoint. You know, that we 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 all grew up in a generation where you anything you want you can get right yeah. now. You could buy strawberries even though in the dead of winter, even though they don't grow that time yeah. of year. You can, you know, you can get anything, any rare item or, or seasonal thing. I don't even have to wait for a streetwear drop. I can just go on StockX and if I got the money, I can buy whatever I want, whenever mm-hmm. I want. And you know, that's that's rare to our generation. You know, you go back mm-hmm. to our parents' generation or our grandparents. There wasn't those expectations. It was, you know, life really did still maintain some sort of seasonal rhythm, even with our mm-hmm. consumption habits. Where, yeah. look, well, you you bought what was available at the time, and if it wasn't available, maybe it will be later this year because that's just how things naturally are designed. You know what I mean? If but uh, yeah. yeah, and so like, I do think there might be just some course correction with the expectation that we can just have whatever we want whenever we want. You know, it's not really kind of the natural way that humans are meant to consume. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. Well, there you go. For all your financial news, follow relevantmagazine.com <laughs> throughout the week. That's not true. Maybe not all your financial. Maybe not all your financial. Just a little bit of it. You know what I'm saying? Not all of it. We cover it. We cover it. A little bit, though. It's on the beat. It's on the beat. Yeah, yeah. Talk to Lecrae. You got Lecrae coming up here. He'll, he'll for he, intriguing investment opportunities. Please follow me on Twitter. I am constantly <laughs> asking people for money for my latest hairbrain invention. So thank you all. Okay. Well, thanks, Tyler. Uh, follow Relevant on all the socials. We're on Twitter and uh, Facebook and IG. And we're 
publishing all day, every day. Uh, make sure to follow follow along. All right, stay tuned. Up next, McRae joins us. Listening to Mock Michael, the song is Nothing Fits. I think it's about my wardrobe after quarantine. Well, our guest today needs no introduction. Lecrae joins us. You know the Christian rapper, singer, songwriter, record and film producer, actor, and entrepreneur. He joins us today to tell us about his new web series called Protect the Bag, which is all about providing helpful tips on how to be smart with your money. We spoke with him about this interesting career move and to get a couple of solid financial tips. Here's our conversation with Lecrae. All right, so first question, I guess, is... Uh... You obviously have a very established career as an artist and as a creative. How connected is this career to you? Because I, I feel like this would seem like a very, uh, a very big pivot from some of your previous work to a lot of your fans. Uh, but do you see a connection there? How connected is it? Yeah, it feels connected. I think I, I have a, a a blueprint in some ways. Looking at a, somebody like Jay Z, for all intents and purposes, he's a he's a communicator, and um, I think that's what I am as well. I'm a communicator. And I'm a, a leader and that's just part of leadership. You know, I lead with music and artistry. I lead with entrepreneurship. Um, I lead with service. And and so this is just me leading in, um, in, in service and teaching people about, you know, being good stewards of the finances that they have. I think a lot of people tend to keep these conversations around money and faith and creativity very separate to the there's not a lot of intersection between these dialogues uh, do you see an intersection here maybe that we're not yeah it's funny um you know i, I look at intersections a lot differently um especially like after my mental health journey because what i realize is that these these mental health professionals and these uh you know uh christian leaders or pastors or whatnot um are not talking and yet they need each other yeah. if they really want to help yeah. people right it's yeah. it's like an orchestra that we have to be able to to play together and so that's another thing that i began to realize um in my life is i had all these different players i had this financial mentor i had this marriage mentor i had all these people but they were all people who loved god and they were trying to give me uh -huh. biblical advice and godly advice and so for me it was like man how why not just become you know uh, a portal you know for a lot of people to, to to find that intersection you know let me be the subway station where people can jump on different trains and find artistry and business and you know faith leadership and so you know i'm pointing to people who can do that i don't have to be the source of it all but if i can connect people to those lanes and avenues then i'm, I'm i feel like i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing If we can speak very, very broadly here, what do you feel like are, are some of the most common fundamental disconnects when it comes to the way we think about money? Where, where do most of us go wrong? There's lots of different categories, obviously. I mean, you you know, you have some people who um, in the category where they see capital of money as consumption instead of capital. And when you think of money as consumption, you're just consuming. You're not thinking about how to use it as a tool to make more of it so you can do helpful things um and then of course as a believer as a as a christian i want to i want money to make money so that i can use that resource to do other things with it it's kind of like yeah. you, you don't want to buy a cow cut it up and eat it and then that's it you're thinking about okay how do i buy a cow breed it feed other people milk it sell the milk to help other you know just a broader perspective um that i think you know people don't get and and so so we tend to use money for more liabilities than assets we tend to use it to to get things that cost us more money instead of getting things that bring us money or help us save money mm, and i think that's the a principle that we miss out on 
I think one thing that gives me kind of a bad taste in my mouth when I think about some, a lot of the the Christian and financial programs out there is uh, is that they can be toxic and they can be really troubling and, and sometimes they've been the source of a lot of harm in the world. Uh, how do we as Christians need to change the way that we talk about money? Yeah. So so I I feel a lot like you do in that. Um, what I've learned is that it doesn't really help to go blow the system up. You know, I think a lot of us were like, what? This is all bad. What are we spending? You know, I think, um, uh, you know, the church, if statistics show that the church is raking in, you know, like a trillion dollars and two thirds of that is used for like salaries and lights and different things along those lines and not to do the work of the kingdom. And you could tend to want to just go blow the whole thing up. But I think yeah. what's healthier or what's better is to kind of send in a gas inside the building that people that starts to wake people up slowly to these uh, things, because uh, oftentimes I think I think that the bomb has already happened. And that's the pandemic where, where it's kind of like, whoa, what the heck are we doing? What's going yeah. on now? And so now it's just seeping gas in there and helping people find some rays of light and some different perspectives here and there. And hopefully, you know, th those breadcrumbs will will lead them to, to being, um, you know, uh, uh, more proactive and helpful with their funds instead of just kind of feeding this institution or what we would call the evangelical industrial complex that just yeah. keeps building on top of itself instead of figuring out ways to help people thrive. You know, a frustration you hear about a lot of these programs, about financial literacy programs, is that they take a one-size-fits-all approach to this. People have a lot of different ideas, and they have a lot of different financial situations, and, and we all have more that we could learn about how to do this well. So how are you tailoring the work you're doing here uh, to make this series work for everybody who's interested in learning more, no matter where they're at financially? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for, for certain people... Um, you know, they, they can't start on page 200 of this financial <laughs> literacy book, yeah, right? They got to yeah, start on page one. And, and that's kind of how we've, we've positioned it so that folks can see, um, just some, some origin steps and some principles, you know, just some basic principles that if you dig deep can, can become bigger and wider and, sure. and, and more nuanced, but at least that basic principle, um, is helpful. Uh, just understanding, the benefit of saving, understanding the benefit of, you know, uh, we, well, we, we started in the first episode about the 50, 30, 20 rule where 50% mm -hmm. of your income is going toward, you know, uh, your, your needs and bills and things that have to be taken care of. And then, you know, 30% is going toward, you know, um, some, some desirable things, you know, some things that are desirable, but then 20% is always savings and investing. And that's just a simple principle, whether you've got $10 million or you got $10, it's a simple principle uh -huh. to, to just begin to think about so that you can begin to be more, uh, financially healthy moving forward. So I think a common problem that people have, certainly one that I felt, is we want to be generous. We want to give to good causes, but a lot of times we don't really feel like we can afford it. It might not be responsible even to give money away. Uh, what do you say to a person who feels like they want to give, they're called to give, but they just don't know if they can spare money right now? Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, you know, if you're not being financially responsible um, for your own life, then you're not putting yourself in a position to be able to give, right? You, mm -hmm. you know, it just depends on what side of the spectrum you are. Obviously, you know, uh, in, in ancient Jewish principles, the year of Jubilee would happen. And if you lost all your land, you would get it back after a certain amount of years. Um, the, the farmers who had an excess would leave some for those who didn't. And so there's just that principle of us helping one another thrive and, and building into one another. And it depends on what side of the spectrum you're on. But once you, you find yourself in a, in, on, on a side of a spectrum where you have some consistency, I do think it's important to make sure that you understand where is my, my finance is coming from. And it's like the widow, yeah, yeah. The, the widow's might, you know, she, she didn't have a lot, but she gave what she did have. And yeah. God saw that as more than the person who gave way more than her, but gave out of like a surplus instead of giving out of a sense of faith and, and concern and care. So, mm -hmm. um, if you only have a little give, give what you can. Um, but you know, that may be sometimes that may be, look, all I have right now is time. Give your time, volunteer, you know, until you find yourself in a position where you can do more than that. <laughs>
was Lecrae. Make sure to check out his new web series, Protect the Bag. Well worth it. Okay, stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback. to sales the song is can't be yours forever sales we need more of those hey by the way we have an opening for a sales and marketing director go check out relevantmediagroup.com ACAST powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we are back for season four of a very, very, very iconic, iconic podcast. podcast where the two of us recap all the holiday movies we love and some that we don't love so much. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tis the season. That's right. We're covering some classics this year. We are recapping the entire Santa Claus trilogy. We're going to be diving into a Halloween movie this year. Yes. Hocus Pocus 2. That's right. The yes. sequel. We also have I'll Be Home for Christmas starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So we are leaning into the home improvement of it all. And if you want to follow along, you can go to Instagram. It's at a very merry iconic podcast on Instagram. And be sure to listen, subscribe, tell a friend. Have a very merry iconic day. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Okay, it is time for your feedback. Um, last week, we got talking about Thanksgiving meal. You know, everybody everybody had a great day yesterday, I'm sure. Uh, yep. At least some some good food, hopefully. And mm-hmm. we got talking about the side dishes and the weird dishes and your favorite dishes. You guys told us your favorite dishes. This week, we wanted to know, what's the one food that should never be added to a recipe? Holy cow, you guys have some opinions about that. Uh, you hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and... Uh, I guess some of you guys saw us post on Instagram and Facebook as well. Here are a few of our favorite replies. Okay. First off, I don't even want to go through all of these, but there's a lot of hate on olives. Okay. A lot like, of hate on olives. I would say about 30% of these people are, are, are dogging on olive, olives. Can I, can I, I don't know one thing. I use yeah. olive oil all the time. I've never eaten an olive in my life. Stop playing, I, bro. I ate hey, one just, and then I never wanted to eat one just again. The smell, olives are I just, amazing. I just, I just doesn't appeal to Look, me. Okay, let, I'm going to make a quick case for olives. One, you could bring the green ones. I get a whole jar right now. They're delicious. What? They're so good. What do they good. taste I, like? I Describe it. It's like salty. A they're not bitter, good. Yeah. They yeah, smell it, like sardines. It, it's a, it's like a, a rich, salty, you know, kind of interesting textured little vegetable. Sounds um, terrible. You it, are not it's doing like a, a good pickled. Job. It's like a, it's like something that's like pickled but not as sour. But here's the, the other thing about black about like the black olives. There's nothing funnier than putting one on each finger and going like this: olive fingers, <laughs> olive fingers, and then just eating one up. The olives I are fun bro, all the way around. That's okay, disgusting, bro. I ain't <laughs> Look, it's bro, hilarious. Nine and, and times out of ten, Jesse, I'm gonna be on the same side as you, but this time, bro, <laughs> that's just nasty. That was too far for Derek. <laughs> too far, bro. <laughs> Dude, you you put them up, you 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 get a little toothpick and a piece of spiced meat and you throw an olive on that toothpick. You got a whole hors d'oeuvre right there, just made from scratch. Put a pepperoni and a oh and an olive on a toothpick, and it's like, oh, someone put a lot of time prepping this party. All right, look, somebody said pineapple, especially on pizza, and I'm here to go ahead and set the record straight. Look, George two seven zero seven one eight three five, whatever your name is, bro, pineapple not only belongs on pizza, Mm-mm. it deserves to be there. I've never like, had a pineapple pizza. Pineapple on pizza. pizza is phenomenal. Really? And Emily, where do you stand on that? Absolutely out. not. I do like pineapple, but it yeah, should like not go anywhere near my pizza. Roasted yeah. pineapple on a pizza with some good veggies. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and you I, sell I, it. Jesse did not sell me on so all no, this. You're no, selling no. me on pineapple. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Let me just say this about pineapple. It it, it works in theory. Oh, I'll put it on a pizza. 
Derek, would you ever melt cheese on a pineapple? <laughs> the answer should be obvious because you are one step away from that with pizza. Like if I gave you a pineapple, would you be like, hey, would you have some cheddar cheese and toss it in the oven? It's no one would do that. No one would do that. Yeah, exactly. It's because it's horrible. pizza on a pineapple. You've been bamboozled. Well, so something that people love, man, people love. Now think about this. Most of our dishes that we make are crazy. A cake has milk and eggs inside of it and and sugar uh-huh. it doesn't make sense would you put sugar in an omelet no yeah but right. when you make it and bake it in a cake bro a quiche is an egg pie mm-hmm. like that sounds horrible but you know what when you put it together guess what it's phenomenal yes i am uppity and i eat quiches so y'all can mm, <laughs> hey you know what i'm saying same with quiches I like I, for me like, the food for me is mushrooms. Like like over oh, the I years, like mushrooms. if if it grows, I used to tell people if it grows on a damp blog, I don't want to eat it. And then somebody asked me what's a blog, <laughs> and they thought I was cussing. A damp log, not a damp blog. Anyway, if it grows on that, I don't want to eat it. And two, <laughs> two, who figured out which ones we can eat and which ones kill you? Because like trial and error, <laughs> a brave human. Steve just died from eating that one, but this one looks delicious. I'm gonna let me give it a hey, go. No, thank you. One of them yeah. is dead. One saw heaven. One one's tripping. He's <laughs> he right up on a cliff. That's what I'm saying. Who you're disrespecting which ones are which. You're, you're disrespecting all of the people who died leading up to us being able to determine what's edible and what's not. Whenever I see some exotic food, that's like, hey, you know, there's a lot of poison versions of that. Um, you know, I, you, I kind of, I'm kind of like, why do we keep going? Why do we just, stakes are too high for me not, like the sacrifice was too great for me not to throw a couple portobellas in the, in the garden salad. <laughs> you know what okay? I'm saying? <laughs> Gary, try that one. He ran up on a hill. He's tripping his brains out. And hey. then, well, this one's delicious. Let's put it on a pizza. I mean, come on. Look, Gary butt naked in the middle of the street talking about PC and Jesus. <laughs> Off one mushroom, bro. And, and I'm out and I'm out here willing to roll the dice on the end of a shish kebab with it. So, too many, too many good people, too many good people died for me not to want to get experimental with a mushroom. Okay. I don't That's the least I can do. <laughs> to honor those that have fallen. Every- honor our honor the fall. Me to shish kebab. Right, so, so, so Melanie said cilantro and i see that people there's people that hate cilantro i like cilantro some people say it tastes like dish soap I've, have you ever heard that yeah no? my roommate used to say that yeah. really yeah i wonder I, that makes me think of something i wonder when we eat things or see things or hear things do we experience it the same like when i no. put cilantro in my yeah. mouth it tastes a certain way when somebody else puts in their mouth the chemicals of their body may make it taste like dish soap and i would hate it too if i had their chemical makeup do we taste the same and how could we ever know right like yeah i don't know i don't know either like, i don't think we taste this i feel like there have been studies on that because that's how because cilantro is one of those things where you either like it or you think it tastes like dish soap and it's i it's like there's so many other factors that go into why your like olfactory senses are like the way that they are. Right. So, I don't know the science behind it, but I do know that we do experience things differently. So, so I can never know how you see or experience the world, you know, like, wow. Yeah. Mm, that's deep. Maybe that's have deep, empathy bro, for people. Maybe have empathy for the others. Maybe all this maybe, came from no, the cilantro. We were, we were talking about cilantro. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if I experienced cilantro the way you did, and I could have some, I would, I would agree with you, but I, you know, your experience is different than my experience. I can't walk in your shoes. Hey, if you hate cilantro, hate wow. cilantro. Hey, man, that's let's a, hug one that's another. That's a cilantro. More cilantro for me. I don't and even lie, man. You know, Steve is, is is tasting this mushroom, and he's up on the hill having a good time of his life. And, uh, you know. <laughs> Transformative. Gary left. Transform- Gary died. But, you know, he was sick anyway. Maybe Look, the mushroom. Gary, oh. Gary died. Steve's starting a whole new religion up there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm eating a portobello burger. I didn't even know that was a thing until recently. And, <laughs> wow, what a treat. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a lot more where that came from. Go <laughs> check it out. Follow Relevant uh, Podcasts on Twitter. Yeah. All right. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. Well, this show, we've talked a lot about finances, the economy, um, you know, 
uncertain times. Anyway, it's Black Friday. So we got thinking about consumerism. We got thinking about the holidays and buying stuff. And we want to know your biggest regret impulse purchase. Maybe it's a Black Mm. Friday thing. Maybe it was just a spur of the moment thing. But you went all in, you got the thing, and now you're wondering what in the world was I thinking? That's what we want to know. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast or wherever you see us post the question, and we'll read your favorites on next week's show. Or our favorite. Can I give can I give a quick example? Please. My answer oh. is several of those little helicopters you could ball from buy from my kiosk, mall kiosk for a while ago. <laughs> Every time I get suckered, they make it so look it's so easy zipping around the food court. Okay. The helicopter it looks so easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're like, all right, I'm gonna buy one. They look too cool. Do you, you see know, those boomerang I, I, ones? The boomerang I, things that they would hey. do in the malls? The, the amount of time it takes from you opening the box so that thing's stuck in a tree or broken a ceiling fan, <laughs> I, the over-under is seven minutes. That seven anyone's minutes actually owned a functioning helicopter from a mall kiosk. I've been suckered in multiple times on those bad boys. That's true. You said seven minutes, it's in a tree? Mm-hmm. Seven minutes. Oh, easily. Easily. One gust of wind, it's gone forever. You know? <laughs> Just flew over a neighbor's house. They're like, I've never seen that again. How probably, many do you think you know, you've purchased aided. in your lifetime? Uh, for myself and for like uh, white elephant gifts, seven eight. Seven eight. Yeah. I've been at, oh I've been at a, I was at a white elephant gift party where I gave it, and the person opened it and immediately put the batteries and was like, "Dude, I can't wait to try it!" Zzz, and it immediately flew right into the ceiling fan and shattered all over the Christmas party. <laughs> okay. Is that a user Yay. error though, or is that like the actual? Is that like? Machine you, error. It, unless you work at a mall food court and it's literally <laughs> your job to get good at them, then they're they're going to break right away. That, yeah. that's how I see it. All right, well, hit us up on Twitter at Real Podcast and let us know your biggest uh, regret, regrettable purchase. There you go. Well, before we wrap up, I want to thank Lecrae for joining us today. Uh, don't miss his new web series, Protect the Bag. It's on YouTube. Well worth it. Go check it out. Also, remember, head over to RelevantStore.com to check out our latest merch, uh, our, our annual print edition. We've got podcast gear, sweatshirts, all the stuff. And right now, this weekend only, everything's 25% off. Just use promo code HOLIDAY25. Also, while you're online, go over to RelevantMagazine.com. Check out our fall digital issue featuring Hillsong Young and Free, a stirring conversation with Philip Yancey, Jessica Chastain, so much more. The issue is available for free and ad-free. Thanks to our friends at UHSM. Also, while you're at the site, make sure to check out our daily devotional series, Deeper Walk. It's presented by Lumo. Uh, There's a morning devotional email you can sign up for. You can check out every weekday the devotional there in the faith section at our website. It is a great way to start your day. Also, remember to follow Relevant on all the socials to keep up on all the latest stuff we're putting out every day. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Derek Miner. Have a good and safe commercial weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Tuesday. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. Further south you go, the more Mad Max it gets. Relevant Podcast Network.